welcome to another edition of You Should Write a Book, the podcast. My name's Tara, and if this was a book, this would be found in the chapter called Wine Chats, and this section would be called The View from My Side of the Table. When I started on the path to ministry, I went crying into my dean's office and said, I'm not pious enough to be a priest. And he said, but Tara, God called you with your big laugh and your sense of humor. So I hope you enjoy listening to some of the little anecdotes I've gathered over the years, the view from my side of the table. And just a note, I do use two curse words in this episode. Let's see where our stories meet. kind of a big deal, the time leading up to Easter. In the Anglican Church, at least the Anglican churches I was in, they were it was full of pomp and circumstance. On Palm Sunday, we would wave palm branches in the air and welcome Jesus into the city of Jerusalem. On Thursday night, we would have dinner with Jesus as he had dinner with his 12 disciples. And after we'd cleared the table, we would sit in silence in the Garden of Gethsemane while Jesus prayed. On Good Friday, we nailed Jesus to the cross and we watched him die. Now, not all churches, but the churches that I was at, we would have an Easter vigil on Saturday evening. We would sit around and we would tell stories like they did back in the olden days and then celebrate the raising of Jesus Christ from the dead very late on Saturday evening. But it didn't matter that we'd already raised him from the dead. We had to do that two or three more times on Easter morning. It was always an exhausting week. At one particular church that I was at, not only did these services all happen, but they they all had rehearsals attached to them. The the lovely clergy person that I worked with um, was obsessed with muscle memory. We would go through the motions of each and every service. The intention of doing that was to invite people into the mystery was kind of like putting on mini plays as we went through the week. And of course, each of the services required preaching. So we would take turns writing for each of the different services. It was an exhausting week. It was probably at least 70 hours uh, in that one week, but we knew it was coming. So one Saturday evening, After the Easter vigil, which was a three-hour-long affair, I went down and I met with the choir, and we all had a drink, celebrating the end of the first raising of the dead. And as I was driving home, all I was thinking was, 
if I get home and get right to bed, I can get four and a half hours sleep before I have to get up and get ready and come back in for the eight o'clock service the next morning. So I was driving uh, to my house south on Elbow Drive, which is just a, you know, a little four lane um, street. There was no traffic. And I saw sirens in a police car behind me and he pulled me over and I think I I was going 59 kilometers an hour so I was going nine kilometers an hour over the speed limit and he came up to my window I rolled the window down and he said good evening ma'am what's the hurry and I said I just finished raising Jesus from the dead and I'm exhausted. (laughs) He took one look at my clergy collar and kind of gasped and said, oh, okay, have a good night, ma'am. Watch your speed. (laughs) So I continued home. But the story doesn't end there. The next morning, I got up and rose Jesus from the dead. And after the service, I was telling um, telling the folks at coffee hour about what happened with the police officer the night before. Everyone had a good laugh. The next two services, I did the same thing. I told everybody about this funny story about the police officer being shocked by my answer that I just raised Jesus from the dead. Fast forward a few years, we had a speaker in from somewhere. I I can't remember who it was. So we had a big gathering at the church uh, with lots of folks that weren't from our congregation. They were from Christian denominations all over the city. And someone came up to me and they said, "Um, oh, no, sorry, that's wrong. I was in where we were having wine and cheese, because we're Anglican, we always have wine and cheese. And I overheard someone telling this story. They didn't know that it was me, that the story was actually about me. And so I went up and I said, I said, oh, I said, that was, that's what happened to me. I said, I can't believe it. I've gone viral. (laughs) Anyway, it was, uh, it was a good night. And it was, uh, it was a good time, and I'm glad everybody got a laugh out of it. I hope the cop still is having a laugh about it. At that same congregation, Ansley, the, the rector of the church, and I was the associate priest, um, so we took turns kind of taking the, the service. So one of us would kind of take the service, and the other one would preach. And during the communion... Of course, one of us would be presiding over the communion and the other one would be assisting. So one Sunday morning, we had just begun having people in the congregation bake bread. The wafers are gross and disgusting. So volunteers would bake the bread and bring it in. And that's what we used for communion. During the service... You know, we we say the the words of institution, and then we break this bread. And as I'm picking up this round loaf of bread, and I'm 
breaking the bread, I realize that it's dough in the middle. And it just keeps pulling and pulling and pulling. The crust was lovely, but um, uh, but it was all dough in the middle. I managed to not get the giggles, which is a miracle if you know me at all. When it came to distributing the communion, um, Ansley and I, we managed to kind of get all of the cooked parts off of the outside edges so that we weren't feeding people raw bread dough. And so they were getting barely a crumb with their communion. And what normally happens at the end of that part of the service is that um, the people who had been uh, joining us and uh, giving the wine, they would take whatever the blessed bread was and they would take it uh, into the chapel off to the side and they would consume it. Well, they looked horrified when communion was over because they thought we were going to make them eat this raw dough. We said, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just, you know, put a put a cover over it and we'll deal with it later. So after the service, after coffee hour, after everyone's had um, had their visits for the day, Ansley and I still we have this dough that we need to take care of. It is tradition that anything that has been blessed during communion either has to be fully consumed or it has to be buried, has to be returned back to the earth. Well, we decided to not bury the dough, um, but we did manage to double bake Jesus. So so we put bread in the oven and made sure that it was well cooked, and then we consumed it as we were supposed to. So that's my story called Double Double Bake Jesus. <laughs> I feel so awful for whoever it was that was on duty that day to bake the bread, but it certainly gave us a good laugh. At a time in my life when it was I was very stressed. Things were quite awful. My mom was ill and my marriage was ending, which was the biggest part. And of course, when you're a clergy, you know, you have a spotlight on you. And I was trying really hard to protect my kids from that idea that they're supposed to be perfect. And I was a mess, quite frankly. And I came into work on a Sunday morning and Ansley, who knew all about the my story, um, looked at me with you know, compassion on her face. And she said, how are you? And I said, don't, don't be kind to me. And I said, I can't, I, if anybody is kind to me, I'm just going to burst out into tears. Just let me get through the service. I just need to, you know, kind of power through because I was on the verge of tears the whole time. So it was Ansley's uh, turn to preside at the service. And which was lovely for me because I got to just kind of sit off to the side. Uh, and I think someone else must have been preaching that day. So I was really just present. There's a point in the service where we pass the peace. So the priest kind of raises their arms and they say, the peace of the Lord be always with you. And the congregation says, and also with you. 
And then everybody turns around, shakes the hand of their neighbor, says, peace be with you, et cetera, et cetera. Ansley walked up to me, very, very determined, shook my hand and said, fuck you. <laughs> I said, fuck you too. It was absolutely perfect. It was exactly what I needed. Um, because if she had said, peace be with you with any compassion, I would have burst into tears and not made it through the rest of the service. Um, but instead, I got to have a, a little bit of a smile in the midst of a very stressful time. Anyway, so those are a couple of stories from my side of the table. It wasn't like this all the time, I promise. For the most part, we kept our decorum. Uh, but every once in a while, uh, we were able to have a good laugh. I hope you've enjoyed it today. I hope that you've had a good laugh along with me. If you would, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when another one is coming down. Where do our stories meet? What's your funny little bits of your life that you'd like to share? I'm interested to know. Thanks for spending the time with me. Have a great day. Bye.